With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Folks, do you feel like everything these days is go, go, go? It's nonstop from work to friends to family and a million pressing issues. Sometimes you just need to take a playoff and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. Hey, it's that time of year in Minnesota again to get out on the lake, go to the cabin, sit back, watch the baseball. Coors Light is the perfect refreshment to chill during these summer months. There's only one beer out there that's made to chill. The mountains on the bottom and cans turn blue when your beer is cold and that way you know it's time to chill hit that reset button with some mountain cold refreshment Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Coors Light is the one you should choose when you need to unwind. When you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that is made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, anybody who listens to the show knows that Sam and I may not be scratch golfers, but we love to have a great time playing golf. And that's why we have partnered with Birdie Golf in Woodbury. Birdie Golf is hands down the best indoor golf experience you will ever have. There are eight of the world's best golf simulators where you can sharpen your swing and luckily for us, never lose a ball. But it's not just for hardcore golfers. Birdie Golf is for everyone. Bring the family, play arcade style games while dining on great food in an upscale and comfortable environment. They have private bays for social distancing, a luxury lounge for private events, outdoor patio, and scratch kitchen. You'll want to try the whiskey or beer float flights and the best boneless wings in the metro. Make golf a night out or the place to hold parties, events, fundraisers, even your fantasy football draft. Check out Birdie Golf at 494 in Valley Creek in Woodbury, just a short drive from anywhere in the Twin Cities metro, and at birdiegolf.com, or you could call 651-998-2200 today. I'll see you there. Welcome to another episode of Purple Insider, presented by Scout Logistics and Symbol, your stock market for sports. All right, now we welcome into the show a man who owes me an appearance on this show, Lawrence Holmes from 670 The Score, and also occasionally very early in the morning on Sundays, host on CBS Sports Radio, as he let me know a few weeks ago. What's up, Lawrence? I do owe you. I'm glad I'm glad to do it because I love what you're doing anyway. I think it's a really good step forward for our industry, and I, I like the entrepreneurial spirit of it, so I'm glad to do it. Well, I appreciate that. I hold that over people's heads. I'm like, come on, don't you want to help me succeed here? Uh, but in this case... No, we do want to help you succeed. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, in this case, you didn't put me out much and make me actually wake up to do your show live. We did it previously because it's on really early in the morning on Sundays, Super. but... But you do great stuff. You do awesome work, and I love any time we can get together. So I want to touch on some Chicago Bears stuff and make fun of your quarterback position, but also 
get into some of the stuff that's been going on leading up to draft season. Let's let's start with me making fun of Andy Dalton first. Don't you have regrets because they sign Andy Dalton to the Bears, and then all of a sudden now Jimmy G might be available. Even Teddy Bridgewater might be available, who the Bears should have signed last season and would have been the perfect kind of game-managing quarterback for that situation. And instead, here you are, $10 million to Andy Dalton, who is just locks you into a ceiling of eight, nine, maybe 10 wins if everything goes well. We should be in a place where the Bears are moving on from Andy Dalton because they signed him last year as a free agent instead of trading capital to get Nick Foles to be their quarterback, who I swear, if you would have heard the press conference that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy did when introducing Dalton, it was incredible. They talked about Foles in past tense. It was it was bizarre, and they were telling you all of this great stuff. Oh, well, he knows the system, and he worked with, with all of the offensive coaches, and this is going to be really easy, and it hasn't been easy. So you bring in Dalton. I actually have no issue with him bringing in Dalton, okay? My problem is you could have had him for a lot cheaper last year. Secondly, you've now tripled his salary from what he was making in Dallas, Thirdly, I'm not convinced he's better than the guy that you let walk out the door. I don't, I'm not sure that he's better than Mitch Trubisky. And if I was trying to if, – if someone asked me to bet on which quarterback could win me a game, I'd bet on Mitch before I'd bet on this version of Andy Dalton. Well, the Vikings are – well, they lost Andy Dalton last year too. So they lost to kind of everyone who had an arm and two legs. Uh, but – Mitch Trubisky, even when the Vikings have been good, has given them problems. Like 2018 especially, beats them at home to eliminate them from the playoffs. And last year, the Vikings needed to beat Mitch Trubisky to stay in the race, and they couldn't do it even though he handed them an interception late in that game and gave them a chance to go down and win, and uh, they did not do that. But I think that from a Vikings perspective, you do look at this and say, Man, you know, Trubisky was far from perfect, but he gave us a harder time than Andy Dalton probably will because at least he had mobility. He could make some plays with his legs that made up for it. And by no means would I call him a franchise quarterback, but I think you just kind of traded one thing for the other that's exactly the same with a different name. I mean, Mitch Trubisky under average circumstances goes eight and eight. And I think the same thing for Andy Dalton and those days of him winning 10 or 11 games in Cincinnati and putting up decent numbers there. Those teams had elite defenses. Those teams had unbelievable playmakers. And I just don't feel like Chicago is really in a place where they were a couple of years ago, where they had the number one defense. And, you know, the playmaker's okay, but the offensive line isn't super great. Like, it just feels so epically mediocre to me that um, if you don't end up drafting a quarterback, like, what are we doing here exactly? That's a really good turn of phrase, epically mediocre. That kind of sums up the quarterbacks that they brought in during Ryan Pace's tenure. It's Mike Glennon trading up for Mitchell Trubisky. It's then saying, well, Mitch needs someone here to kind of hold his hand. It's bringing in Chase Daniel. Hall of Famer at the bank, um, Chase Daniel, considering all the money that he's made. It's Tyler Bray. It's trading assets for Nick Foles, and then 
it's signing Andy Dalton. You've been signing the same quarterback for the last six years. You've been chasing the same guy for the last six years. And the Bears have really leaned into this. It's been amazing to watch the fan base react to it. So on social media, the Bears put up a picture of Dalton, just said QB1, and the mentions went berserk. It was great. And they're not getting away from this. Like Bears fans, I don't think I'm gonna are gonna let them get away with Kyle Fuller no longer being on this team. You can make an argument that he's your second or third best defensive player, and they let him go. And they they were like, oh, well, you need to cut your salary in half. There are a couple Bears fans that are like, oh, well, they're that think that they're playing four dimensional chess, and they're not. Like they're they're barely playing checkers and they're running out of checkers. Like it, it's, it's, it's been really interesting to watch the react that you're getting from bears fans. They, they have a right to be really angry about all of this stuff. So the way to save your job usually goes one way or another. If you're in this position, one okay. way is you make a big splashy move and you say, we got our guy. And then they put out a big social media post. We got our guy. And I don't think Andy Dalton does that. Even if you put out QB (laughs) one, but the other way to do it is to draft a quarterback and then say, now look, we got unlucky with Mitch Trubisky, but now we know the right guy to draft. The only problem is you're picking at 20 Congratulations on the uh, first round out in the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's always it's always so good when like you make the playoffs and they all celebrate. Oh, we made the playoffs, and then you get to the draft. You go, man, I kind of wish we had lost like four more games there. <laughs> um, well, it, it's we got to the playoffs, and you know it's a new season. It's zero zero, and nobody has a record, and we've got as good of a chance as anyone else <laughs> to, to to win the Super Bowl. And then oh, you embarrassed yourself again on national television. <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, I, I, we've heard this even from the Vikings where it's like just get into the playoffs like does that really ever work I mean Tom Brady seems to go to the Super Bowl all the time like don't you have to be a number one or two seed I think you probably do unless you have Tom Brady tell us that yeah so that whole like just get in thing I mean we heard that when the Vikings you know went and played the Saints they beat them it was like congratulations on a wild card round win TJ Yates also has one of those so um, (laughs) uh, but on the drafting quarterback matter I just don't see how it happens unless you have decided Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask is your guy because I just checked out Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft today and it has five quarterbacks in the top seven picks. I don't think you're getting one of those top five, Lawrence. I don't think so either. The Bears have been in both pro days of Kellen Mond and Kyle Trask. So if you're looking, like I've been trying to figure out like which one of those guys I'd rather roll dice with. And initially, I kept thinking Trask, but then you know I, I was watching the the uh, the SEC game, the, SEC, the bowl game. I mean, with him, and he didn't have his top three receivers, and it looked as bad as a quarterback can look. With Mond, I think that there's something there, but I don't know what it is. And maybe I I think that them drafting a quarterback outside of the first round is actually a good thing for that particular quarterback. It's less pressure than them jumping up to sign Mac Jones or you know I I don't we'll see. I mean they had a lot they had money in their pocket that they were trying to burn on the Russell Wilson deal. Let's see how far they'd be willing to go 
if any of these prospects rises to the level of them trading up and saying we we feel conviction that's a big Brian Pace term we feel conviction about this player maybe that they would do that but yeah to me it's looking deeper into the draft it is looking at players like uh Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask or I, I always the kid from Stanford Davis Mills Davis Mills Dav- yeah. Davis Mills like that's a, a later in the draft pick that says we're trying to address the quarterback issue, but we're not going to throw a ton of resources into it. And maybe you get lucky. Maybe you end up with a lottery ticket instead of taking trading up and taking someone in the in the first round where expectations are going to be as soon as Dalton messes up. As soon as he has a stretch of two bad games, like that's it. And bring in the new guy and let's roll. The only thing with that strategy is, you know, every once in a while there's a lucky break where it's like Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts. But (laughs) just for you, I pulled up some of the other quarterbacks who get drafted in the middle. Uh, We've got, you know, our Will Greers, our Ryan Finley's uh, with someone named uh, Kyle Laletta, who I think played for the Jets. (laughs) We've got our CJ Beathards, our Davis Webbs, our Cody Kessler's like that's that doesn't seem like a good strategy either. It, It almost feels like the better strategy would have been to just fire everyone and then be able to start over and take a longer term approach. Because the idea of having to trade up all of your assets to get uh, somebody who drops, let's say someone drops to 10 and you can get Trey Lance or something. So you're going to trade up 10 spots and give away next year's first and something else and something else. I mean, that just seems like uh, we're going to get fired. So who cares if we don't have those draft picks the next year or drafting someone in the middle rounds like Davis or uh, whatever his name is, Davis Mills, I mean, 95% chance that's lighting a draft pick on fire, right? So you're kind of just in this stuck spot where it would be better to take a long-term approach. And we deal with this here in Minnesota as well. And, and yet these people in charge can't really do that. Everyone is surprised that this group is being allowed to do this again. That Ryan Pace is going to be in charge of your quarterback again. It's very strange. It makes me believe that they aren't on as hot of a seat as we all think they are. It makes me think that they have at least another year outside of this one. And what adds fuel to that speculation, that is speculation, that is not me reporting anything. But I remember at the end of the year press conference, Bears ownership was asked repeatedly about the contract status of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. And every time that they were asked that question, there was this deferral of we don't talk about contract length, none of that stuff. And it makes me believe that that I think that there's at least one more year on this. And I can I can make the argument from the moves that they've made and say, if you're in have to have it, gotta win right now, do you really let Kyle Fuller walk out of the door? And if you feel like you were – if the job was contingent upon you getting Russell Wilson, then why would you offer him three ones and a three and not three ones and a two? 
You know, like it, it's little stuff like that where I go, maybe they aren't as desperate as they as one would think they should be at this point, considering the way things have gone for the Bears. It's it's troubling because if he gets this wrong and the the evidence leading up to this says that he's gonna get this wrong, you will have turned over a decade of Bears football. To him, because you, then you got to think, okay, you're going to need two years to figure out if the guy is any good, right? Then you're going to have to say, screw it, if he's not any good. Then you're going to have to draft another quarterback, and then you got to win another two years to see if that guy's any good. And and all of that goes back to what happened four years ago with. Mitchell Trubisky and that draft. So it's, I don't know, man. Like it is, it's very, like, here's, here's where things are, Matthew. There, I'm friends with Josina Anderson, right? Like we've known each other since she used to work out of Chicago as the national, as the regional correspondent for ESPN. She's the, the queen of breaking news. Like she, she gets stuff. She put up there. Welp, I think it was just Welp about something that was going on with the the Bears quarterback search. And do you know that Bears fans went crazy? They were like, "Oh my God, this means that Russell Wilson's coming!" Oh my, like <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. doing everything they could to attach. So I told them, "Like I'm gonna come up with a T-shirt hashtag." This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And, 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 and sell it. But that's how desperate the fan base is right now. And that's why it's hard to believe that Ryan Pace is still the guy in charge. Folks, the football offseason is off and rolling, and SodaStick has you covered with Minnesota sports-themed gear. Some of my favorite football designs that you have to check out include the Chuck Foreman Spin Doctor gear. You can commemorate Randy Moss's disgusting act on a shirt or a hoodie. And if you're old school, check out the Purple People Eaters design as well. Go to SodaStick.com and check them all out. If you use the promo code PURPLEINSIDER, you can get free shipping on all your Minnesota sports-inspired gear. All of their apparel is screen printed here in Minnesota on super soft, super comfy shirts and hoodies. You will love it. Plus, keep your eyes and ears out for our giveaways going on on this show as well on social media. Follow them at SodaStickCo on Twitter and at SodaStick.com for your original Minnesota sports inspired goods. Code PURPLEINSIDER for free shipping. Yeah, I feel like uh, for the Vikings, they really dodged one there because, um, you know, if you think about like Russell Wilson last year, didn't even have a great situation or great team. He won 12 games. The Vikings have done that, what, like three times in the last 30 years. And this guy without even a good situation ends up with that because, I, you know, some people were like, oh, if they're going to give up that much, then that's fine. We don't care. Like, yes, you do, because he's that good. And so that like, it, I really think that it was true. The joke everyone was making, like Russell Wilson wanting to come to the Bears was one of the great moments in Bears quarterback history and maybe one of the best. Um, But it is, it's just, 
amazing what an like an incredible cluster the all-time situation is for the Bears at quarterback and I was thinking about that situation with Ryan Pace and with Matt Nagy and it's almost like where they are now in the moves that they were allowed to make this offseason like buying a house one week after you're talking about breaking up with someone like should we yeah should we just break up go our separate ways no let's buy a house together let's let's buy a house and have a baby (laughs) right right both of those things right would not advise uh from a relationship standpoint but that's what it feels like and they've kind of locked themselves in even though divorce seems like it's pretty clear down the road i want to ask you about a couple of other things non-bears related because i could make fun of the quarterback situation forever uh sorry lawrence air kramer is not walking through that door so you're you're jim miller is not walking through that door (laughs) the legend jim miller and that's Um, the standard right now that's right if Andy Dalton gives you Kyle Orton level play, then maybe you make the playoffs. Um, are you buying Sam Darnold in Carolina? At no, all? no, me either. I, no, I'm a believer in Sam Darnold, and I'm I am shocked by all the people that are like he just needs a change of scenery, and I'm like, hold up, I watched him at USC. And some of the same problems that he had in the pros, he had at USC. Pocket awareness, fumbling the ball in the pocket, making bad decisions late in games. Like, all of that stuff was still available. You tell me that I've got a quarterback that's out here telling people that he's seeing ghosts and he's 22 at the time? That doesn't bode well for him to not see ghosts. I think it's weird that Carolina – kind of moved on from Teddy Bridgewater when his resume says that he's more capable of playing good football. I won't say great, but good football than Sam Darnold. Now, Darnold, I guess, gives you the outside chance of playing great football, but there isn't enough there for me to feel confident that that you should do that. It's It's a really, really strange move, and it is being met with – some applause that I am struck by. I am struck by too. Think about these were two of the worst teams in the NFL roster wise last year, Carolina and the New York jets and Teddy Bridgewater gets them three more wins than Sam Darnold got them like, uh, you know, and even at times I I thought Bridgewater kept them in games that were close. They came very close to beating the Vikings. They came very close to even beating Kansas city with Teddy Bridgewater. And then he faded down the stretch after he tried to come back from an injury and it didn't go very well. And I also think that people figured out Joe Brady. And to me, there's this, there's this whiff of arrogance coming from them. Like, Oh, it's not our fault. It's definitely Teddy's fault. It's not our right. fault. We kept running the same offense and everybody figured it out because this is the NFL and not college. And you can't just run your LSU offense all the way through the national championship and have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson destroy everyone and Joe Burrow because this is pro football. And and I think that's what happened to them. And now it's like, oh, it's Teddy's fault. We need we need somebody with a better arm or something like that. And I'm like, dude, what? Teddy Bridgewater with New Orleans went five and zero. Oh. Teddy Bridgewater with a good Vikings team went eleven and five. And I'm not saying at all he's a superstar. Not not at all. He's a middle of the pack quarterback. But Sam Darnold had a lower PFF grade than Carson Wentz last year. He has never at any point been good or even remotely good. Like his highlight reel is okay, but like beyond that, but whose isn't? Beyond that, it's like there is no Ryan Tannehill here. Ryan Tannehill was decent in Miami, got them to the playoffs, had some good seasons, and then took it to the next level. It's like – 
thank you, Adam Gase, if you're Sam Darnold, because who's picking up that fifth-year option if everyone doesn't blame Adam Gase? And I don't think it could be all his fault. I agree with you, and I, I think it's it's convenient because Gase was a bit of a clown, um, and, and I understand that. But it's also like, are are we not looking at the tape? Like, are we not looking at some of the decisions that Darnold made? And here's what people keep saying about him: he's 23. Like that's that that's their whole thing. So let me get this straight: would you would you have given the same deference to Jameis? for example, that you gave to Sam Darnold. Jameis is still out here. Again, now he'll get the opportunity to, to fight off Taysom Hill as they do their Falcon and Winter Soldier thing down there in New Orleans. But they're basically giving Darnold the starting job in Carolina. Like, I don't know how you can – I don't know how you can justify that if you're Matt Rule. I really don't. I can't think of another example like this where a guy comes in and is just like handed the job. You're the man when he's been this awful. Even Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill came in as the backup to Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is way better in his first couple of years. And actually so is Trubisky because they actually won something than Sam Darnold. And these guys have to go be backups now in the NFL. I covered EJ Manuel in Buffalo and his first couple of years were a complete mess and the guy went to the Raiders and was a backup for them. And that was kind of the rest of his career. Same with Christian Ponder here. Usually if you bust early, like you might have a chance later in your career to pop up somewhere as somebody's starter, but never is anyone just piling up assets to give your team to bring you in. It's normally, yeah, well, let's sign this guy to a one-year, $5 million contract as our backup. I mean, even Blake Bortles was in the AFC Championship game, and he ends up as a journeyman backup still. Like, normally, the sample early in a guy's career is pretty predictive of what they're going to be. So I think this is going to crash and burn. I think so, too. And usually what happens is you wait for that guy to get cut. Like, you, you wait for that player to be like, okay, well, now it's a lower risk that we're taking instead of giving away assets. We're really only giving away money, and we're not giving away that much money. Not draft capital. Like, I don't care where the picks are. Like, I, I really don't. Like, it, it's it's bizarre to, to chase after someone who's been historically bad in games. Like, embarrassingly so. But maybe maybe I, I like – I will say this. Like I've heard Matt Rule on a couple of different interviews, and I like his vibe and what he's trying to do. I just think that this is, this is hitching your wagon to a quarterback that hasn't earned the right to have a, a wagon hitched to him. I also think that college football coaches are very good at selling themselves. They're very good talkers. They're very good. I can get hired in this interview. I even think that Cliff Kingsbury is kind of mediocre as a head coach, if not even bad. Like he's, I mean, what, what has he done that's so great in Arizona that's turned them around? And, and I think that these guys who go from college where it's just like they're the God of the university and then they go to the NFL and they find out it's very different. I think that Teddy Bridgewater went from Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer to longtime established good NFL coaches. Sean Payton, one of the great offensive coaches ever in NFL history to Matt rule. And was like, huh? Cause those two didn't really seem to get along and gel very well. And then of course it's gotta be the quarterback's fault. Cause it couldn't be God of Baylor university in my spot.
stock. So I just, right. I, I'm just not buying. I'm just not buying that at all. But um, well, let, the truth is, you're not buying it because of the smock. I mean, that's really what comes down. <laughs> Smock bias is a major issue on the Purple Insider Show. Um, so what what's um uh, what's gonna happen with everyone else's quarterback, do you think? I mean, like, isn't this is it was wild because we've decided kind of who's going number one and two. I'm not even a hundred percent sure it's Zach Wilson. I mean, how do you see this playing out? So that's another thing that surprised me a little bit. I one, you have people now. I think that, that this time of year makes all of us stupid. I think we get really silly when it comes to some of this stuff where you have people going, well, maybe, maybe the Jaguars should consider taking – I'm like, get out of here with that stuff. I don't know a lot, but I know that, that Trevor Lawrence's floor is really, really high. And the, the idea that he fails – at the NFL level, I would find shocking. Uh, I'm not here to tell you that he's going to be an all pro. I'm just saying that I'm pretty confident that he'll be okay. The rest of these dudes, they do have question marks, and it's been fascinating to watch the rise of Zach Wilson. And I couldn't believe how dumb we were two weeks ago. We meaning media capital M. Oh, my God. He threw a ball across his body with no pass rush and no defender. And, and people are like, no, it just shows the arm strength. Justin Fields did the exact same throw at his pro day, and people weren't salivating over it the way that they were salivating over the Zach. Like, I, I saw Zach play, and, and I've looked at some of the games in the, the season before when they were playing against good competition, and when they were playing against good competition, he wasn't that good. I'm fine with rolling dice on a guy that's got some athletic traits, and, and he clearly does. But it, it makes us really silly. So, yeah, I think that we're going to see quarterbacks going in, in the first four, and it's it's going to be – like in the Mac Jones thing, I'm a big Alabama fan. Roll Tide. I think that he's better than people gave him credit for during the season. And I think he's getting way too much credit during the draft season. There are a lot of times where if we just went with where things started instead of where they ended or our last bit of information, we would actually probably do better. And I think the Justin Fields thing is going to turn out that way. Like it was supposed to be very clear that it was Trevor Lawrence and then Justin Fields. And then the waters get all muddy with all sorts of other stuff of like, well, Mac Jones, you know, he could be, uh, you know, just like Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan loves Kirk Cousins and maybe he's Joe Montana. I don't know. And then it's, you know, Justin Fields, uh, he uh, what doesn't process well, but you watch the tape yeah. and he actually does process well. And you're like, I, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh, I do think that there is a fun Wilson versus Fields debate because one guy might have a higher ceiling because of his creativity. And the other guy is clearly a better athlete. And I think um, maybe even a more accurate passer, maybe even a like stronger arm in terms of velocity in, in Justin Fields. Um, but there's this like – Fields is fast and he runs, but he doesn't have those like throws off platform kind of throws that Wilson does. But then Even he plays. We saw him in 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 the uh, playoffs do exactly that. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then, but then there's the competition, the quality of competition. Now I think that like there's a possibility Wilson becomes like a little higher ceiling. Maybe I don't know, but but Fields has such great traits too. 
I'm not sure. And I the 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 thing that I can't stand though is the character assassinations. You're like, come on, man, is that not obvious that somebody wants him to drop? Like, she's like, don't shouldn't we have a BS meter in general here? I was talking about this on my radio show that I think that we we haven't kind of those of us in media haven't spoken out loudly enough about this that there's consequences to this. Like it's all fun and games. And it's all of the, the NFL spy game that goes on and well, everybody lies. And, but there's a person on the end of this and they're impacted. And Justin Fields might be impacted with where he's drafted and how much money he makes. And that stuff is going to stay attached to him for the remainder of his career. And that seems unfair that, that that's the case that, that, that a guy that, seemingly, and I don't know for sure, seemingly does everything right, including being one of the, the, the torchbearers for getting college football back last year, now gets to be slandered in this way. And it's just okay because we decided that we're going to allow for stuff like that because that's just NFL front offices being cagey, and that's just them playing the game until it affects someone. And and I don't I I think that it is wholly unfair to Justin Fields that this type of stuff is out there. And I wish NFL teams would for a second consider the damage that they're doing and not just the come up that they, they might get. Hey everyone, we have a new special offer to tell you about with our friends at Symbol. If you go to Symbol.app, that's S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P, and sign up as a first-time user with a $20 deposit into Symbol using the promo code PURPLE, you will receive six months free of premium Purple Insider written content at purpleinsider.substack.com. So go to Symbol.app. Deposit $20 if you're a first-time user, six months free of our premium written content at Purple Insider. If you are not familiar yet with Symbol, it is a new sports marketplace where you can trade shares of professional teams like stocks. So as we are fully into draft season, you're going to want to get in now with your team before their stock rises. Here's how it works. You buy stock of teams, and when your teams win, you earn cash payouts that are instantly deposited. So check it out, symbol.app. Follow them on Twitter at Symbol Exchange, and check out the marketplace for sports. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about our friends at Scout Logistics, and I really do mean it when I say friends. They are fans of Purple Insider over at Scout Logistics, and since they reached out wanting to support this show, I want to tell you about what they do. Scout Logistics is just-in-time transportation for full tractor-trailer loads, and if you're wondering what that means exactly... Well, if you own or work for a company that needs shipping solutions, they are the preferred carrier of Fortune 500 companies across North America, and we have quite a few of those in Minnesota, right? They can ship perishable, non-perishable, FTL or LTL, and they have on-time delivery rate of over 99%. So if you're like them and you enjoy the show and you have shipping needs, check out scoutlogistics.com or call 855-217-2688, extension 232, to connect with them directly to find out how Scout Logistics can minimize risk and overperform and go the extra mile for your company. Well, I also think that we need to hold people accountable who quote people that aren't on the record. 
Like, if this turns out to be wrong, like, what is our accountability? And this is why there's so many draft frauds out there just saying whatever they want to say, because you, it's, it's hard. You can't. Oh, I have a source that says this. Well, what, how am I going to prove you wrong? But it bet, to me, it better be right, or I'm just not going to pay attention to you anymore. And I also think that, like, Dan Orlovsky, he said that, uh, oh, well, you know, when I talked to other people, then they didn't say Justin Fields was a bad person. It's like, that's not enough, man. You need to yeah. apologize. You need to apologize to Justin Fields. And you need to apologize for having a really low standard for what you take in and what comes back out of your mouth. Like, that's, that's right there is that you had someone who's an analyst who drifted into the lane of reporting without the actual journalistic background to do it. And that's a very dangerous place for someone to be. And what I think is, is unbelievable about all of that, not only did it fly in the face of what other people told Dan, it also flew in the face of his own analysis of Justin Fields. And, and that to me is shocking that you would go to the air with an opinion that you don't share, even though you have painstakingly gone through the tape and actually know what you're talking about when it comes to breaking down quarterback play. You know what it reminds me of is statistical usage in sports where it's like, if you don't know how to use stats, just don't. Like, just go with what you see and just go with what you feel because a little bit of stats that aren't used correctly is much worse than uh, no stats. And I think the same thing goes for sources. It's like you'd be much better off with no sources and just watching with your own eyes than you would be taking in BS from everybody else and having it, you know, just clearly confuse uh, Dan Orlovsky. Anyway, we could rant about this for a long time. Uh, But tell me before we wrap up, Lawrence, like, who's your guy or who's your guys in the draft? This is one of the most fun parts of the draft is we fall in love with a couple guys. We go, you know what? I know who's going to make it. It's going to be this guy. He's awesome. Sewell's my guy. Sewell's your guy? Okay. And Way off the board there, Lawrence. (laughs) But he's my guy, though, and I feel like because we're so quarterback crazy that he'll go lower than he should. It it doesn't – he should maybe be the second pick in the draft. But you can't do it because you're like, oh, well, I got to get one of these quarterbacks, even though the hit rate on those guys is lower than what the hit rate is on on tackles. And if if you're if you're Cincinnati, I keep thinking about the Bengals at nine. I'm like, you have to do this. You've already got your quarterback. You could go out and get him a skill position guy for sure. But why not protect him? Why, like to me, the value, and maybe your board looks different. To me, it's quarterback, guy who chases the quarterback, guy who protects the quarterback. That's how I would rank like my hierarchy. And if you've got someone that's got some some fairly um, unique skills as a pass blocker and as a run blocker, how can you not like? How can you not say that that's that's the player that you want to put next to your franchise quarterback. I think that there's a lot of different ways to view that and look at it. Um, But I also think if you're a team like Cincinnati and you just take the best player who's there, the best prospect, the guy who could be a hall of famer, like that's probably the way to go. If you, you right. If you just look at a guy and you say, you know, Jamar chase, maybe he doesn't quite separate the way some other elite receivers do, but Panay Sewell is a perfect moldable Orlando pace. Like just do that. 
You know, because all we can, I think we can sort of spin ourselves in circles and be like, but if he doesn't have protection, then he won't be able to throw it. But if he doesn't have anyone to th- open to throw it to, then what, like all these things are bad, really. If you, <laughs> you need to fix all those problems, but just take the best player. And I think Sewell is, um, is a pretty good pick. Although, you know, maturity issues. Do you see that? Sure. 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 There's a maturity issue and <laughs> of course he's not the. He's not the first guy in. He's not the last guy out. Uh-huh. Yep. All yep. the other lies that are being told mm-hmm. right now. I also have maturity issues, to be honest. Don't we all? I mean, yeah. I know I do. I eat Taco Bell like six times a week. Like, is that really? some, some concerns there? Maybe not. Maybe not recently, but like when I'm on the run, if I'm covering stuff, yeah, it, it can be like four plus. Are you a Taco Bell breakfast guy? No, 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 no. That is – don't want any part of the Taco Bell breakfast. Have you ever ha- – I've never had it. I've never had it either. I was just wondering. Oh, I mean, it just seems, like, wrong, doesn't it? Well, can I just say that I'm really mad at Taco Bell because I think that one of the best items that they've ever had on the menu, and I don't know if it's the same up by you, you got to bring the caramel apple empanada back. you got to. I can't live in a world where you're giving me under cinnamon, cinnamon twists. <laughs> Just call them cornflakes because they don't have enough cinnamon on them, and and you're not giving me the caramel apple empanada. You got to give it to me. You know, um, it's been a real shame that they have cut down some of these menus. Uh, you know, because if you were a real savvy fast food person, you could kind of go off the board a little bit like you were a scout who, could, you know, saw the person who played D3 or something like that was good. You, and then you could, you know, like, hey, if you actually get this, it's surprisingly good. Uh, there was one once upon a time McDonald's had fajitas and I worked there as a teenager. No one ever ordered them, but we ate them on our breaks all the time and definitely paid for them. Um, but they, they were delicious. and It was like nobody knew. <laughs> Nobody knew how good these were. Like apple pies is a little bit of that with uh, McDonald's too. The terrific apple pies. I don't even know if they have them anymore. You know who's got a, who's got a, uh, a a representative old school McDonald's apple pie? Who's that? Popeyes. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Popeyes apple pie will remind you of apple pie back in the day at McDonald's. Okay, so I have a Popeye's near and hit up Popeye's regularly. Uh, And here's what I want to criticize Popeye's for, though. They made their chicken sandwich really good, and everyone was talking about it. So then all the other places were like, oh, now we've got to copy that and try to do the exact same. And I had McDonald's chicken sandwich the other day, and it was like, why did you do this? You can't copy that. You can't match Popeye's. That's all they do. It's all they do. It's like, you know, if you're Michael Vick, right, is the running quarterback. I don't want Andy Dalton trying to be Michael Vick. Do what you do. No, no. Why do you have to bring it back to Andy Dalton? Because that's the perfect place to end with this, Lawrence. Fast food and Andy Dalton. Unfair. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, man. It's always so much fun to catch up with you. Anytime, my brother. Anytime. Follow uh, Lawrence on Twitter at Lawrence W. Holmes, 670 to score and quarterback aficionado. And uh, we'll do it again soon, man. Take care. You do the same, brother. I appreciate you.